Hey everybody, we are so glad you're here for our podcast for the Front Room Theology series. It is a new podcast based off some videos we've done in the past, you'll hear more about that. So, I just want to say this is our first attempt at doing a podcast, so I'd love it if you could bear with us um, as we grow and learn in production skills. Um, Anyways, so for this first series, we are going to talk about ethics, specifically in the context of the church. So... I'm excited, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Here we go. Welcome to Front Room Theology Podcast, where we'll be practicing hospitality and dialogue. It's great to be with you, and we invite you as the listener to be a part of the conversation. I'm Jen Benford, and I'm here with Tyler Bennett and Josh Kramer, two of my good buddies. Do you guys want to tell us a little bit about who you are? Yeah, so my name is Tyler. I am a... Whoops, getting rid of that. Um, No clicking your pen. Yeah, okay, (laughs) sorry. Yeah, so uh, my name is Tyler. I am a seminary student, and um, I want to do this podcast as a part of my research like for school so um yeah that's probably the biggest thing like for me right now i'm in school working on a golf course as my job and that's about it right now cool and i'm josh i am planting a church here in idaho resurrection covenant boise and um, i've been a pastor for 12 years and um, love hanging out with these two as they are studying and uh, doing god's work and um just a quick intro on the Front Room Theology name. Uh, last year at the beginning of COVID, I started a short video series just to look at theology, history, and following in the way of Jesus. And we put it in the front room partly because that's literally where we were recording. Uh, but also we put it in the front room because we wanted these conversations to be inside the house, but in view of the neighborhood. That is, Christians talking to other Christians about how Christians follow follow Jesus, but we're doing it with the world in view. Like, how are we doing this for the sake of the world around us? So that's kind of the name, Front Room Theology, and uh, excited to be with you both. Yeah, and kind of like this podcast is an extension of that, yeah. which Josh and I did some video series on the gospel, yeah. and so now we're just kind of like continuing that with the podcast and starting a new series. Yeah. So... Yeah, And now here we are in Tyler's front room carrying on what you guys started. Yeah, And as I said, I'm Jen and I too am studying um, to get an MDiv alongside Tyler in the Kairos Project. And I'm also a mom of four and that's how I spend my time and just learning with these two guys. Super excited about what God has in store. So Tyler, will you tell us a little bit more about the purpose of this podcast yeah, so, um, let's see, actually it started when Jen was wanting to learn more about, like, the idea of justice, especially, like, in biblical terms, and I was like, oh, I'll do a little word study on justice, so I kind of started doing that, um, and then I was looking at, so the program we're in is a little different in that it's not just credit-based, it's uh, outcome-based, so, like, there's various outcomes we have to achieve, and there's an eth- outcome on ethics, and I was like, oh, justice fits into that. And then it turned into, it'd be nice, kind of cool to do a podcast on this topic, on like just ethics in general. Um, 
and we had already done the front room theology thing mm-hmm. and so it was like we want, kind of want to do a podcast and i was like all right let's do let's extend front room theology into a podcast um let's do a series on ethics that i can use and then this podcast itself is like my master assessment of that outcome so like this will be for my school which is so it's it's like this all these things came together to be like podcast um super so, cool man i didn't yeah. get to do a podcast for for my mdiv yeah so. did, they have, did they even have <laughs> did they have podcasts when, when, I was, did an when i was doing my mdiv that's a good question he's dating you i know <laughs> <laughs> No, he got to write long, long papers. Lots of papers. That's yeah, what I, I plan on doing that. Just not. I not right now. I don't. I like dialoguing better. I really let's, do. Let's do a podcast. Yeah. So super fun. So yeah, and that's part of the purpose is just to dialogue about this topic. Um, and we all kind of have different backgrounds, different perspective, perspective. Yeah, different perspective. Everyone has different perspectives. Um, different perspectives, and just like we just see, see, see things differently. And so mm-hmm. we just want to have like a general dialogue about it. Um, that's oh. the goal. Actually, why don't we share what is your background and what you studied in your undergrad, Tyler? Oh, yeah. So I got my bachelor's degree in philosophy here at Boise State University. Uh, it took me a long time on and off with school, but I did it. Um, yeah, you mainly, did. Yeah, mainly so I could do my master's. <laughs> but so I, I bring a lot of philosophical background, um, more so just like in like the way I think about things, very philosophically, very abstractly very I like break things down into parts and so I'll be doing a lot of that in this series especially um because that was like a lot of my ethical studies is in the realm of philosophy so yeah yeah so on the podcast we've got Tyler the philosopher Josh the pastor and Jen's bringing it all like down to reality yeah, for all of us the mom like, the, the stay at home mom slash teacher <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Slash seminary student. Yeah, slash seminary student. Yeah, see, yeah. So those backgrounds really matter too. Like it just changes and really build, we build off each other and how we think about things. Because like I could be talking about, you know, epistemological meta-ethics and Jen's just like, um, Why does that matter? That means nothing to me. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it down, academics. So... Yeah, tell us more about what your purpose is in the, when you talk about peeling back the veil. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so um, so of this series on ethics, I want to, like, and it's something we all talk about, morality, being immoral and moral, and, like, ethics. What's the ethical thing to do? Um, and since I think we all have, we all have, like, this idea of what is right and what's wrong or what's good and what's bad, the question is, um, where does that come from in my mind? I always think about that. And, and do we all mm-hmm. like share the same views? And so my thought is like, I think we all have this assumption about ethics and morality. And I want to like take those assumptions and like, basically like think about, so I'm a tinker. When I have a pen in my hand, I like to take it apart. I like to see what's mm-hmm. in it, what makes it work. When my monitor, one of my monitors broke, I took, first thing I did took it apart i was like okay mm-hmm. let's see what this looks like what can i do what can i fix it what can needs to be fixed like i just want to see how things work on the inside mm-hmm. um so that's kind of like the my thought process of this topic is like there's this thing that affects us in our everyday lives and affects everyone and everyone has some view about it but what are the inner workings um that give us 
the world we live in today when it comes to ethics and how we live in relation to each other mm-hmm. and in relation to like all the things outside of ourselves. Um, so I want to pull back that veil and see what is in or like put, take apart that pen or that computer monitor and see what's inside. Uh, what are the individual parts working? So that's, that's my image. So my question, if you're going to deconstruct and tear apart our ethics, <laughs> can we put it back together? Because when I take apart pens or mon- computer monitors, I try and put them back together and they don't function anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> do you have help for us? Is, is the goal going to be that we can reconstruct? Something? Yeah, absolutely. Like okay. if you're going to deconstruct, I always going to have the mind of reconstruction. Yeah. Like, because the idea is like, so like when you have a part that's bad, like, Sometimes yeah. you don't know it's bad until you take it apart, yeah. and then you see like, oh, this doesn't look right, or this isn't working right, so you replace that, and then you yeah. put it back together. So yeah, there is the mind of like, we want to reconstruct um, it back together, and you know, a lot of the same things are going to come back into one piece, into the whole, um, but we might change some things, or we might not. You know, sometimes we just take something apart because we're fascinated by what's inside. <laughs> Yeah, so so that's my thought. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, in that, it seems helpful to recognize that, as you have said before, that we all have this underlying code of ethics in our daily lives, and it influences and impacts how we function and interact with one another, but we don't even really know it. And one of the things I know all three of us seek is hospitality and dialogue and we want to practice that and learn more of a humble posture and conversations with one another and by seeking to understand where one another's uh, standards are coming from we're able to honor and respect and listen to others who have different ideas than we do and one of the things that has impacted me recently is naively assuming that um, others share the same standards in being hurt by that and confused by that and so maybe this will bring a little more understanding in a way that we can relate to one another better um, and love others better yeah that's really good tell us what is ethics (laughs) yeah um and like you were saying like we see a lot going on in the world a lot of disagreement and a lot of that is just like people have this view of like what's right and what's wrong and Mm -hmm. um that's what ethics gets down to like um the best way i like to describe it is kind of like in which ways ought we or ought we not to um be in relationship with the outside world outside of ourselves um that could be one way to look at it um do you i don't know if you have another definite like thought about it if that does that cover everything in your mind josh i i would just maybe add including ourselves like sometimes we're not in proper relationship to ourselves yeah it's a lot of like just like the way things ought to be is how some people would say it but um ethics as a study um to as a discipline or yeah in study it's kind of it's about trying to figure out or think about um what are those things that are we ought to be doing or what are those things that we would say is good or bad right and wrong like a lot of this loaded language that gets thrown around a lot um 
And there, there's a lot of questions that can be answered and you can break up. So from a philosophical standpoint, in the, in the discipline of philosophy, you break ethics down into three subcategories called meta-ethics, normative ethics, and applied ethics. And it's kind of like this progressive thing, like meta-ethics is this like abstract level of things where it asks questions like, are morals even real? Or like, do morals exist? Or um, like, is there a standard if they do exist? Um, and can we know the standard? So um, like, like your example of the pen earlier, like meta ethics would be, does this pen actually exist? And yeah. Like, <laughs> is the idea of a pen worth having? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, like, does this pen, like, or does it have? Does this pen have any meaning? Right. Even like, that's another way to look at it. Because like, okay, morals exist, say, but is there any meaning to those morals? Like, like what am I supposed to do? With yeah, or if they're morals, thing? like, are they like objective? Are they absolute? Um, subjective or relative like there's all kinds of views that go out there yeah um or can we just like reduce ethics to a particular emotion or something like emotions or something like so yeah it's not some like you can break meta ethics down even further um we're not going to do that i totally could in fact i started to in the research for this and then i realized we can't do a podcast on (laughs) this stuff (laughs) (laughs) but it is worth thinking about like there it's really worth thinking about like um especially i think the biggest question is like how can we know uh what is moral or immoral like um or whether those like exist or like a standard set of code moral code exists is real yeah we've we've talked about how kind of the postmodern world Mm -hmm. is asking that question how can we know that someone's right or wrong yeah. or that some action is right or wrong. Like that's kind of the postmodern uh, hot conflict. Yeah. Ethics. Yeah. And if like people don't know what like postmodern is, it, you know, you think before there was the modern age, which were things were, I like to think of it like we're much more black and white, like the thinking was more black and white, like this or that. Or in the postmodern view, we're more like this and maybe even this also um it's lot, more gray a lot of gray and a yeah. lot of other colors as well. so and what we'll, my plan is to get into some of the history of ethical talk and uh, views and you can you'll see that um people approach ethics with this very black and white mentality and now today it's a much more gray yeah so you get lost in the gray get yeah. confused so tell you had mentioned there's meta ethics normative ethics and applied ethics and you've mm-hmm. shared some about what meta ethics is all about tell us more about normative ethics normative yeah so um i think is it yeah josh i know said this like what is the like the principles i was i listed this as um what is the correct standard of morality is one way mm-hmm. to look at it because mm-hmm. normative ethics is kind of where you get into like I'm trying to think like because you have views like the deontological view of ethics or virtue ethics. Um, It's kind of like once you, so you start with, you start with like, once you've established like, okay, there are, there is ethic, there is morals that are real and meaningful. And there's a standard that we, we can know. And then it kind of comes to me in normative ethics is like, okay, what is that standard or Mm -hmm. how, Almost like how like rigid is that standard even? Mm. Um, 
So there's a lot of views out there, and, and historically, there's been a lot of views. Right. So, because I think one of them, especially for Christians, would be like the Bible would be like our like how we would determine good and bad. Yeah. Like it's almost like that's how. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. Like once you get to normative ethics, then it's becoming about okay, what is right and what is wrong, not so much like is there right and wrong in the world. Right. Yeah. Like. Uh... I guess the way I'm thinking of your pen analogy, I'm going to keep coming back yeah, to that. Yeah, please do. The meta ethics, <laughs> if the meta ethics is, is there a pen? And what, or what is this pen? Um, normative ethics might be more like um, either, like which pen company should I sign on to? Mm. Or like how does one use the pen in a proper way? Yeah. Like those kinds of things. Yeah, that's, yeah, I like that. Like, do I want the pen with the grip? Do I want ballpoint? Do I want <laughs> erasable, clicky top, twisty bottom? Yeah, that's that's a big that's a big one for some. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of yeah, definitely getting more a little bit more to the ground level, less like um, I hate to say higher thinking, but it's abstract abstract thinking, more a little bit more concrete. But you know, we're not like applying anything to specific examples. Just kind of trying to figure out like. What are some guidelines now mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. like if we've determined morals do or do not exist or have meaning or something yeah. like that? So I heard you use the word standard. Mm-hmm. Would a good description of what you're saying be principles that guide us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Principles that guide. And even like normative ethics seems to me, and you can correct me, but um, how do those principles fit together within a like principled community even yeah or even um, within like a context specific context yeah i mean that starts to get to, to it gets, maybe, yeah but like yeah but yeah how, how do those fit together um such that so like what kind of christian ethics are we talking about or it is should our ethics be christian or not um those would be kind of normative ethics kinds of questions mm-hmm all right, so you also mentioned applied ethics. So tell us more, Tyler. Yeah, so and I think that's when you get to the ground level. Um, one of the descriptions I, questions I have when you get to applied ethics is, you know, how might the, was it the principle, those principles guide us into a particular, like, ethical dilemma? Um, or just, you know, in this game, we're going to get to, like, the everyday life thing. Like, do I, you know, someone undercharge me for a food do i like go back and fix that and mm-hmm. pay them for that missed or like um or like i had this actually happen to me once where i went to i went to get my books for school and one of them forgot they forgot to charge me on one of my books ah. and the next day i went back and was like hey you forgot to charge me i want to pay for that so like uh-huh. those little dilemmas it's like do we, are you supposed to do that or it's just like oh that's their bad um, or like, oh, they make that, those textbook companies make too much money anyways. Like, right. Like what, how do you apply it? Like, how would you decide what's the right thing to do? So, and that's taking those principles and now applying them to a specific situation or context, I think. So yeah. much, that's when you get to like, yeah, the ground level yeah. of things. So with the pen, it's like, how do I actually use this pen to do what I want it to do? Right. Yeah. So now that you have, now that you have like. The pen is meaningful. Uh-huh. I found the brand or company, uh-huh. what kind of pen I want. Now I'm holding the pen. Now how? what do I do with the pen? Yeah, yeah. So 
like how to write the letter a yeah (laughs) with this pen (laughs) so in other words it's more how you live out what these principles are in your daily life and as you have said before that we're often unaware that ethics is actually impacting yeah our daily lives yeah if i were to just make a broad observation or judgment about our culture we live in i think a lot of us just like only live at the applied level and we don't really i don't want to say we don't think about but we maybe we're we're less aware of sort of like the normative or meta level um of ethics um not that that means you have to go become an ethicist to understand but just to be i i think in our day and age it would help a lot if we were at least aware that there's are these these parts that are driving us and maybe it might help us listen to others more if we can understand where their applied ethic is coming from mm-hmm. as opposed to just being like oh you're wrong or like i don't agree with that it's like okay so why <laughs> like and if you're not really aware of where those are coming from it i think it it creates a lot of the strife that we see today so yeah that's really good i appreciate your perspective there that our goal here is not to like judge other people's ethics but to listen learn Mm -hmm. to listen to their ethics that's what i heard you say yeah Uh, and i appreciate that i think um if i can apply like (laughs) apply an ethic that we haven't talked about yet but like that seems to me the way of jesus in the world is to um uh like a philippians 2 kind of picture of jesus he he uh had a perfect ethic in eternity but he came down and he submitted himself to a cruel system uh, for the sake of exposing that system but then also for the sake of listening caring and revealing a better way to to us Um, so my hope would be for us that we can as we look at meta ethics normative ethics and applied ethics that we might um, be able to listen well to others and care for them where they're at yeah and that just made me think of like we talked about the purpose of the podcast also like i want to say like one of the things we're not trying to do is tell you what the best meta ethic or normative ethic is Mm. for your applied ethic like i think i think societies have tried to do that and it's just created a lot of conflict um, and even though like ideas of right and wrong are probably real, like there's right ways and wrong ways to do things like objectively. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think we're so diverse in our life, like experiences that we're not, we're not going to know for sure. But one thing we can do is listen to everybody, mm-hmm. um, or listen to one another and what's driving it, um, and learn. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not looking to just like pound, like tell you what to think, but examining like the way people already think um mm-hmm. so like not we want to be descriptive not prescriptive mm. and as we mentioned early on to practice hospitality in dialogue where like you mentioned that we are listening to one another and one mm-hmm. of the things that the two of you have taught me as the definition of what listening means is to listen so much so that you are able to enter into where the other person is from a place of understanding. Mm-hmm. And when we are seeking to understand one another, it breaks down so many barriers mm-hmm. and we're being drawn into relationship with one another rather than pushing one another away. Yeah. 
So there's great value in learning this hospitality and dialogue and a humility in listening. There's great respect and honor that's given in that. Yeah, definitely. Seriously, uh, I mean, we kind of touched on it, and I know you you read read how like it just affects our everyday lives. Um, so like, throw a word out there: presuppositions. I feel like most people know what that means. Like, it's similar to the word assumption. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, we have these assumed ideas of what right and wrong are. Um, but and well, yeah, we have these assumed ideas of right and wrong are, and we. And they influence us every day. Every day they're influencing us. Like the decisions we make will be a lot of times be based on these assumptions of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, where you know you're raised, your parents raise you to teach you certain ways, or you just experience people doing certain things, and you just think like, oh, that's just what you do. Like, um, but you mm-hmm. know, this question like, why? Why is that happening? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I think I said like, I don't think most people recognize those assumptions um of their actions or of their what's right and wrong um i think some of us do but i'm not sure how many people do like really deep down what drives that and then there's so many factors that um drive that and so and that's why i think it matters to um study this because it really Again, lets us understand others, mm-hmm. where the disagreement is, and mm-hmm. how you can um, work together for what we would think is the common good. Because I think it's safe to say that, um, based on the experience of myself and like others, others' experiences, there seems to be some standard common ethic or good that we most of us would agree with, at least within a culture. Mm-hmm. Globally, people would argue differently, but within a, like one particular like nation or culture, mm-hmm. there's definitely a standard um, of common good. Yeah. So like you know nobody wants nobody wants to see like murder happening on the streets all the time or like theft and um, like it, it seems like we have an intuitive awareness of like yeah. when something's not right or something's off. Yeah. So. And so I think why it would matter again getting back to that question why does it matter is like if we can at least understand each other where we're coming from to get to that point it might help us get to that point better rather than mm-hmm. fight over the the means i guess mm-hmm. um of how we get to the ends but like to figure out how we can work together to attri- arrive at those ends um even if our views are a little different that was spitballing a little bit, but I think that works. I think I think um, just to add to that a little bit, um, our ethics are how we treat one another. Well, yeah, right. And absolutely. so, like in one sense, and we've talked about this as a definition of justice. Mm-hmm. Um, just, or I've heard this as a definition of justice is justice is just neighbor love lived out in the world. 
ethics is the same. It's the same ballpark. Like, if we don't really like, if we don't know how what we're doing, living out neighbor love in the world, if we're if we're doing something, if we don't know it, but we end up neighbor doing damage to one another on accident, um, then that's damaging. That's a disappointment. That's not what we're shooting for. What we're shooting for in ethical behavior is. Um, is to love one another well and so seems like if we can figure out how to have that conversation in a healthy way we can figure out how okay what does neighbor love look like how do we care for one another in a healthy way so as i'm listening to you guys sharing it's making me think of the concept of upholding one another's dignity as image bearers Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. when i think about upholding one another's dignity i think about the concept of character Often, you know, as parents, we're seeking to shape our kids' character and careful of even does my daughter's softball coach have strong character to help lead her? Mm-hmm. So, would you say that ethics have a basis for what we would call and toss around as one another's character and that character matters? Yeah, I would think so. Um, there's, yeah, a whole, there's a whole, there's a whole, normative ethic called character uh, virtue yeah, or virtue ethics character yeah. ethics or virtue ethics that's built around it's not real like applied ethics isn't really about whether you um, make all the right there's there's these different streams right one of the streams is it's about whether your character is good there's another stream that doesn't really worry about your character but only talks about did you make the right decision in the moment, um, and there's other, lots of other streams and normative ethic, ethicals um, perspectives. But I, I tend to come from the stream that would agree with everything that you just said. Like it's about forming character, and then a formed character, uh, and in the Christian tradition we would talk about the the work of the Holy Spirit in us. A formed character can make better ethical decisions, um, in the moment. Um, or, or a character that's formed by the Holy Spirit um, in the way of Jesus is going to make better decisions in the moment. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like that way of thinking about it. Yeah. And like, for me, I want to say yes, but of course I also like to look at other views. So, you know, getting a little ahead, um, yeah, so virtue ethics is a type of normative ethic that I think Christianity, most typically, that's what it fits into. Like, you'll see like Christian ethics as a type of virtue ethics. Um, but it's not to say that there's not other views out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, no, I like, I like what you said because I think obviously, yeah, char- I think the character really does matter. Um, but I, I can't, I am at a point where I'm trying to like in research and investigate. Mm-hmm. So like part of what I'm doing is like learning how to articulate my own views by looking at the this like more in-depth dialogue mm-hmm. so um so i want to say yeah character i think character really matters especially just based on the experience of these last few years in american politics and stuff and mm. maybe that's like tipping i'm like tipping or revealing my hand there but <laughs> um but we just see like but we just see it from all sides like these people with just these characters these characters who are just like attacking one another mm-hmm. and um it's just leading to more 
Just, just, oh gosh, words. <laughs> well, it, it, just disagreement, yeah. I guess. At least the disagreement it devalues. You talked about the image yeah. of God devalues the image of God, and it also, um, it to my mind discredit it, when I align myself with a person of bad character. It discredits my own way of uh, trying to express myself in the world. Mm. It shows uh, too often. I think Christians operate. Um, trying to say, well, my ethical stances are correct, even if my character is bad, or if I align myself with bad character, and that discredits uh, the work that you're trying to do with ethics. I, yeah. Yeah. That's you, true. My ethical stances are discredited by a bad character. And just, yeah, and just so just think of that example too, that idea of like, I guess we've heard that it's like. Even with some of the scandals, they're like, yeah, they did this bad thing, but, you know, the work they did was still really good, or the ministry they did was still really good. And it's like, I mean, I can see that, but at what point does the char- should the character matter of their mm-hmm. action and, like, that led to these action, these private actions? And so, um, and I think, again, this is what gets in so important about getting kind of, like, taking apart the pen and looking mm-hmm. at what's driving a lot of things is, like, we we can investigate like okay should character matter because right if if we just do if we do kind of like take a um again getting a little ahead but a more modern approach mm-hmm. to ethics it's very like you know here's this here's this uh standard that exists you know out there somewhere for us to just um discover and grab mm-hmm. and it's like that's the ethic right there like if we do these things yeah so, but like, what if we take it apart and realize that character actually applies to this overall standard also? Because um, it seems like there are, in the past, views that don't take that into consideration. Yeah. So, so part of, yeah, that's part of like the, the, the taking apart and breaking down uh, process, for me at least, is to like understand, mm-hmm. does that matter? Mm-hmm. So... Well, and as a parent, trying to pass it on to our kids of, well, why does it matter if there's something right or wrong? Because you want to shape your kids to have strong character. But in the the teaching process of that, why does it matter? They're often asking, and often what is right goes contrary to your human nature of selfishness and what feels Mm -hmm. good or what I want right now or... um, and yeah. back to that concept of dilemmas that you're faced with. The dilemmas yeah. are often um, about self-satisfaction or self-gratification versus right. doing the right thing. And yeah. they're often in contrast to one another, in conflict with yeah. one another. Yeah. And I, I, That's good. Now we bring up the topic of character. And I'm definitely, like, as I'm doing, as I'm, like, kind of researching, I'm going through one, one book in particular called After Virtue. And he actually, he talks a little bit about character, I think in the third chapter. Um, yeah, I'll have to bring that in. That might be a topic in general to get to mm. eventually. It's just character as like yeah. a whole episode. Yeah, so, that's good. Because yeah, that is really important for sure.
you briefly mentioned justice. Do you want to expand any more on why this discussion oh, yeah. matters in that, that context? Yeah, so I think to bring this topic like home to a lot of people into like and not just like individuals but like as a collective there's a huge um discussion and a lot of disagreement and dissension towards this topic of like social justice just to throw the word out there um and like it's from my what i see is people everyone wants to see the good of others mm. but we're still fighting each other on how we go about that. And that doesn't sit, that, that's just weird to me. Mm. Like that's just, that was like, that's like my initial thought about things. So, um, but when you think about it too, like justice is so rooted deeply in the discussion of ethics. Justice to me is just like a form of applied ethics mm-hmm. because there's a lot of talk like, how you ought to treat someone like should we like you know take um reparations for example like is that what we ought to do as mm-hmm. like a community mm-hmm. is provide reparations to a a group that had been oppressed or mm-hmm. um treated mistreated in the past um you know is there is there an obligation ethically to do that so but to like really just figure out if that you that's true or not if there is an obligation you kind of have to you kind of have to go a little deeper in the topic of justice and ethics and all this stuff because like because we see people have different views on it but um for different reasons like where's that coming from like really Mm. um so yeah yeah, justice i think is a really good one just because it's so prevalent in our world right in our culture right now Mm -hmm. so prevalent um and i think it's just it's just a lot of people talking past one another Mm -hmm. so so it seemed like Tyler, like your goal will be to talk about justice, try work to apply with each episode, try to apply yeah. some of what we're talking about to the realm of justice. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, especially because injustice itself is an interesting word because I mm-hmm. think people have different views of what justice is. Right. Um, so to use my so just to use kind of our like Christian or church context. Um, the topic of social justice is such a hot topic because what's what's what it's rooted in is this theological debate mm-hmm. about um, kind of the chief purpose of of human or like our our total our end state or end game mm-hmm. of like so with people that you know have this idea of like you know what happens in this world is only important if it leads people to like salvation. Right. Whereas others see it as like, no, like what we do in this world is a part of the salvation that um, we're promised. And so like that. So this is why we get these. This is why we get these opposing views over something that seems like, wait, but so justice is just like about caring for people. Mm. But like, why are we like fighting each other so hard about that? Because mm-hmm. like there's this there's these deeper root. It's like the just mm-hmm. the the. The objection isn't about whether justice is right or wrong. It's about how we're defining justice. And that's where mm. we're... It's not even... And even then, it's not so much like we're disagreeing on something. Because, like, I would agree. Like, the the individual salvation of others, like, to talk about it in, a, like, a Christian way, um, and however you want to define salvation, but, like, matters. Like, it really matters yeah. for every individual. Like, you don't want to see someone, um, you know, just to use what other people say, like, burn in hell. 
yeah. uh, whether you believe in hell or not the way it traditionally has been in our Western society. Um, but at the same time, like there, there's this strong sense that what happens in this world now really matters. Mm. Um, and so how do we reconcile these things? But we can't reconcile these two ideas if we're not even talking about it or even realizing that that's what's going on. Instead, yeah. we're just like, you know, you know, social justice is bad. You're bad. Or, you know, justice is only if you're right with Jesus or something. Mm. Like, I mean, we're not really talking about the same thing. Right. So, and so that's why it's important to get to the deeper level. Because if we can find those differences, we can also find those, uh, those similarities. And then we can reconcile. I think it's easier to reconcile without having to force everyone to believe everything the same. Right. Yep. That's good. Well, as someone who has a high sense of justice, this topic mm. excites me. And also someone who sees great value and strong character and upholding the dignity of one another. And it sounds like character and ethics and all this matters and mm. how we love one another and how we live this out. And we do have a role in, in restoring God's kingdom and that he's inviting us into that. Well, that'll do it for our inaugural episode of Front Room Theology Podcast. I'm so glad you guys were listening in and just listening to some of the more recently recorded stuff. I'm excited for how much deeper we're going to get, and I think you guys will enjoy the topic. Um, it's a really good one, and yeah, we'll just see you in the next one. Yeah.